Good evening, folks. This is the Tomorrow Christian Today, reading 2 Corinthians 1 in the NLT. But first and always, we pray. Dear Lord, I can't believe how we're going through your word. Your word is transformative. It gives comfort, Lord. This chapter is about comfort. The verse in version Bible is about, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. You're a God of comfort, Lord. You give us peace. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for making me feel like a somebody, Lord. It's like a speedy Midas commercial. So help us now as we read your word. Comfort us. Come and live in us. Please don't leave. Walk with us. Be with us, Lord. We guard our hearts, but we open our hearts to your love, to your spirit. Transform us. Give us that power, almost like a Jedi Knight, Lord. But something even better, something the world does not have. And that's truth, Lord and a promise of eternity. We are not part of a transient universe where we die and come to the end in our grave. We're part, we're part of an immortal set of beings that go higher and go beyond death to eternal life because of your son, what he did for us on the cross. Thank you so much. In the name of the Christ, the Holy One of Israel, I pray, amen. My friends, I am the dark man, the anti-hero of the age. But you know what? Only my skin is dark. My heart is light. I'm rejoicing. You know, I read a, a post on Instagram. It was really, it's really good. And now I just forgot what I was going to say. And after that post, it says, oh, yes, it says, I hate mediocrity. Don't be mediocre. If you're a man, be a masculine man, but a Christian masculine man. I love that Mark Driscoll. Don't be a toxic masculine man. And for women, don't be a hyper-feminized, toxic female. Be a feminine woman in the Lord. Only the Lord can give us the spirit. Only the Lord can keep people in relationships, long-term relationships. Marriage is not about two partners. I don't think so anymore. It's about a divine oneness, as Peter Marshall said in The Life of Peter. Well, it was the actor that said it. Divine oneness. That's what he said. That's what, that's what the actor who played Peter Marshall said. Marriage is about divine oneness. And of course, the actress um, who was uh, in the show, who was portraying his wife, really loved that. I think she was played by Howard Hughes' second wife. That's what I remember hearing. What a great movie that was. I might have to watch that later, but I'm supposed to go to the gym tomorrow. I had lunch with my two friends, and they're wonderful dudes. And maybe I can influence them. One guy's Catholic, one is Muslim, and they're wonderful to me. And you know, we haven't had too many examples of faith. You know, guys, I mean, I'm, I'm in part of the men's ministry. I'm, in fact, I am in the men's ministry now because somebody left. And I was pretty angry about that because I didn't want to be in charge. But I guess the Lord, things happen for a reason. And, you know, guys don't really get together and talk about the Bible. They really don't. Even one guy, with all due respect to women, said, getting together and talking is like a bunch of women. <laughs> well, okay. Um, but... I do think that guys like to get together, do guy things, have have breakfast. As Mark Driscoll says, hunt big game, drive big cars. <laughs> I love that. But sounds a little hyper-exaggerated. And while that's happening, kind of slip in a Bible verse. Hey, guys, what do you think about this? What do you think about this verse? What do you think about end times? I think that's how guys work. Guys need respect. They need respect. They really do. Let's read. Happy times are ahead. Oh yeah, and I deleted my Instagram because there's way too many eye candy on there. There's way too many people that the devil has sold his garbage and narcissism to. 
that are using their body to jiggle around and entice men. And you know something? There's a lot of temptation on there. It says, guard your heart. And I feel sorry for these women. I really do. This is how they have to make money. And this is how they have to secure their worth by trying to get validation from people who are suck-ups and simps, who don't know the gospel, who don't know our Lord. Our Lord valued women. He elevated them to be better, to be a better version of themselves, just like he's elevating men to be better versions of themselves. I tell both sexes, be better versions of yourself. Be better. Don't be self-centered, be other-centered. Let's read. Greetings from Paul. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. And from our brother Timothy, I am writing to God's church in Corinth and to all his holy people throughout Greece. We are holy people. Holy, not just excellent and good. You know, the world's trying to attain excellence. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but the world cannot attain holiness because holiness only comes from God. Be better. Don't be mediocre. Be good. Be excellent. But to be holy comes from God and God alone. That's what we've been reading in Leviticus. That's what David Pawson was talking about. He said, I am the Lord. Be holy, for I am holy. I am the Lord your God. That's what Leviticus says. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. God offers comfort to us to all. That's what the subtitle says. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. Jesus is not only God in flesh, he, his Father is also God. When he says our Father, he's speaking as a human. God the Father is our Father. He's the Father of all the humans, both male and female, of man, M, capital M-A-N, divine oneness. He comforts us all in our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. You know, it's really hard to, 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 to get that sometimes. You're just weighed down. You think, this is good. Is this good, God? Like, where are you, Lord? Are you giving me comfort? I guess you're going to trust God more. You're going to become better or you're going to become bitter? So God is going to do it, but there's something in you in all of that. You have a choice. What part of the needle are you going to go to? Are you going to be better? Are you going to trust God and let him? Or are you going to be bitter against God and fight? You know, Richard Dawkins said the Bible is a great book of prose. He really said that. I love his accent, but he sounds very angry to me. And then in one thing, he called God every rude name in the book. And everybody clapped. I'm thinking, this is a guy who's so smart. He is smart. He's not stupid. But he's smart in the world. The wisdom of the world instead of the wisdom of eternity of God. What would ever happen if Richard Dawkins, instead of shaking his fist at God, what would happen if this man could just open his hand and say, Lord, show me something. I want to know. Whoa, whoa, he'd be amazing. Can you imagine Christopher Hitchens? I like that guy. Sometimes he just seemed like he was just a really nice guy, but he was a really, he would argue so much. I'm thinking, what if he could just flip to God? What if he could just soften, you know? I mean, I know the Christians prayed for him. I, I liked him. I just didn't like the terrible things that he said about the Lord. You know, and he got the cancer. I was like, oh, I hope he's, I hope the Lord heals him. And he didn't. 
You know, they said he threw up words into the air and, uh, and down came the most beautiful prose. And he said, his mother said, Chris, whatever you do, don't be bitter. Don't, sorry, don't be boring. Don't be boring, don't be bitter, be better. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in the comfort God gave us. <clears throat> we think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, this coming from a man who killed people, and now he calls them brothers and sisters. That's what God does. He transforms you. He turns hate into love. He turns apathy into love. About the trouble we went through in the province of Asia, we were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. Wow, even he had his problems, this smart, smart man. I think his wife left him personally. You know, I was thinking about my wife, you know, she was not a bad person. She just didn't want to accept, you know, she brought me into the Christian church when she put the children into the Christian church. Yes, I was in a Baptist Bible study. Yes, I had a very Christian mother, but it was she that brought me there. And I looked around and the day, one man treated us so nice. He was so kind to both of us. He was a PhD guy and he was writing a PhD, always said hi to us both. And when the kids had the Tuesdays where you could, the parents could come, I was always there enlisting and I just walked around. It's like, these people are so nice. Why do they go to church on Sunday? Why don't they have another prophet in their church? We got two, we got Jesus and this other lady, right? And I just started to read Bible.ca. I just have said it so many times. And it's like, you know, because of my wife, I'm a Christian. Because of my wife. Why did I marry her? I sometimes think as she put me through all this hell because God knew she was going to push me into a bubble that I would have not gone myself. I wouldn't really, I didn't really care. I was happy to be part of that other church, even though I was kind of un, un, at, un, at ill ease with that so-called prophet woman who is now I know a Jezebel and a foreign woman and a queen of heaven and a liar and a, sh and a wolf in sheep's clothing. I'm not even going to debate it anymore. And God used my wife to put me and start and motivate me to study. And when I told my wife, you know what she did? Are you okay if I divorce you? And she did. And you know something? I feel good because I realize now I think the devil asked for both of us before we were born. He said, you know, I'm gonna put these two in a false church. And God said, you know, at the right time, I'm gonna get them both out. Maybe not the same time. I think my wife will go through her entire life. She's like Jonah. She's run away from God and she's going to go through her life and she's going to be alone and she's going to suffer. And I think at the end of her life, I think she's going to realize that God is in charge and Jesus is in charge. And this dare lady that she calls prophet and friend of God is actually false. But it's not going to happen now or tomorrow or the next day. And I guess I like have to pray and I have to pray for her. But I've moved on and I pray for my children. And if you're out there, I'm gonna ask you to pray for my two kids, especially my daughter. She won't talk to me anymore, but I know she's been poisoned by the devil. I know they all have. I'll pray for my two children and I'll pray for my ex-wife. And I'll pray that God will use evil for their good. In fact, we expected to die but as a result, we stop relying on ourselves and learn to rely only on God who raises the dead. You have been raised from the dead. You are not a zombie. You are not spiritually dead. You are alive in Christ. Your destiny is the universe. 
Your destiny is life. Your destiny is traveling at the speed of thought through the new covenant universe that will surely replace this dead and dying one. This universe is dying. It's folding up. I say it's gone in 10 years. Don't quote me on it. I'm not setting dates, but I think that it's happening. The birth pangs are happening faster and faster. It's time, like the children of Israel in Egypt, it's time to be sober, to be vigilant, to get your spiritual suitcase packed, to get your spiritual house in order, and to make sure that your lamp is lit with the oil of the Holy Spirit, and you get ready and you sit by the door, because Jesus is the door, and the bridegroom, who is also Christ and God our Father, is coming through that door. And if he is at the door, it means the Antichrist is here, somewhere in the world. It's time to get ready, folks. No more fooling around, no more procrastinating. The Lord is coming. He is coming. That's the second advent. And he did rescue us from mortal danger and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him and he will continue to rescue us and you are helping us by praying for us. Then many people will give thanks because God has graciously answered so many prayers for our safety. God is rescuing you, will rescue you, and will continue to rescue you. He will rescue you. Guard your heart, but let the spirit in. I had to delete Instagram. I wasn't happy. There's just too much stuff on there, too much temptation. I can't let the Lord take my peace. I can't let the devil take my peace. Jesus said, my peace I give you, not as the world gives I. I give you my peace. God has given us his son, the peace. The peace that passes understanding. The devil is not happy. You're living on his broken world, his broken earth. He knows he's going to die. He knows his time is short, but he's a grandiose narcissist. He'll never admit it, and he'll never say sorry to God. But it says in Philippians, all knee will bow and all tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The devil will bow down and say, you are more righteous than me, and he will get up and he will be killed. He's going to die in Revelation 20 and I'm not going to die by God's grace, and neither are you, if I can help it, and I can't. It's the spirit in you that's going to convince you, but I'll always persuade you. I'm your little Daniel. I'm your guy with wisdom, not the smartest guy in the world, not the best, not the best student, not the best science guy, not the best bodybuilder, failed in many things. I'm Charlie Brown with hair, but I'm going to persuade you, and I'm going to read this entire Bible if it's the last flippant thing I do. We have depended on God's grace, not on our own human wisdom. That is how we have conducted ourselves before the world and especially towards you. God's wisdom, not the world's wisdom. The world is transient. Would love to go to Mo Mars, would love to go to the moon. I love that enterprise thing. I love Star Trek, the Federation going through the stars. We can't make it folks because it's on our human wisdom and our human wisdom is failing. It's weak, it's threadbare, it's running on fumes. Our letters have been straightforward and there's nothing written between the lines and nothing you can't understand. I hope someday you will fully understand us. Even if you don't understand us now, then on the day when the Lord Jesus returns, you'll be proud of us in the same way we are proud of you. He's saying you don't get it, but read it. Read this book. Read it in the NLT, read it in the common language, read it in something you understand. Go to church, listen to the sermons, 
Think about what is read. Read the scriptures. Read it every day. Read, 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 read. Pray, 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 pray. Think, 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 think. Love, 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 love. Since I was so sure of your understanding and trust, I wanted to give you a double blessing by visiting you twice. First on my way to Macedonia and again when I returned from Macedonia. Then you could send me on my way to Judea. You may be asking why I changed my plan. Do you think I changed my plans carelessly? Do you think I am like people of the world who say yes when they really mean no? As surely as God is faithful, my word to you does not waver between yes and no. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you, and as God's ultimate yes, he always does what he says. Jesus is our yes. God is our yes. God said yes to us. God said, yes, I forgive you. God said, yes, I'm your father. God said, yes, I want you to come back. God said, yes, I want you to be in my presence. Yes means yes. As you know, yes means yes. I was telling my friend today, you, when I went to a creation, my, my mother-in-law, she fed me. She treated me like I, was, like I was the son of God walking on water. She treated me like I walked on water. Those, those people in Europe, man, those, those old-fashioned people, they are about service, man. I'm telling you, yes meant yes and no meant yes, which means I don't want to eat this right now, but I'm going to eat this. It's like if I don't eat this because I want to diet, um, what are you, sick? That was about service. There's nothing that I was in want of that my mother-in-law wouldn't say, I'm going to get this for you. I'm going to make this for you. And she's still probably doing it. She's sick now, though. She's sick, though. And so is, so is the father-in-law, my ex-father-in-law, my ex-mother-in-law. But they were the kindest people. When people complain about their in-laws, I had no such problems. I'm sorry for them. They were caught up in the mess, too. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. It is God who enables you along with you to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us. You have been commissioned. Don't listen to me. Run from scriptures if you can. Because if you are, you are stuck to scriptures, it's God is sticking you. I'm just a voice. I'm just a man. I got my problems, I got my tears, I got my issues. Although I feel pretty good. I'm doing more cardio, I'm not doing as many sets, they're not to bore, I'm not eating as much carbs, it's very small meals. Meat and carbs, meat and carbs. And sometimes I have white rice instead of brown rice and my stomach is not upset. I am a fast oxidizer and I'm in looking in way better shape, much more lean down, I feel more calm. If you are a fast oxidizer and you are lifting weights and eating a lot of carbs and your muscles can expand, you're going to be ill. I'm not asking, I'm telling you. That's the wisdom. It's, it's carb Muscle building is carbohydrate building. If you're trying to build muscles like Arnold, I say all the bodybuilders all have specialized metabolisms. They're slow oxidizers, all of them, bar none. Don't know how to quantify this, but I know a relative scale when I see one. I asked the Lord for wisdom and that's what he gave me. And that's what I think. It's just my opinion and I may be wrong. Now I call upon God as my witness that I am telling the truth. The reason I didn't return to Corinth was to spare you from a severe rebuke. But that does not mean we want to dominate you by telling you how to put your faith into practice. I love that. Nobody, I'm not doing that. I say mediocre, I say, be better, be a better version of yourself. It's all in the TV shows, all the movies. They say, be a better version of yourself. Without the Lord, you can't be. 
You may try, but you'll fall back. But without the Lord, the Lord is titanium iron. Iron sharpens iron. My Baptist mentor looked like he was dying in May. We just had our Bible study on Thursday. He's back, baby. He's 81. Pray for him. I don't know. They're giving him hormones. They've taken something out of his stomach. I know he had three kinds of cancers hit him at once. The prostrate, something in the stomach, and something else. I'm praying for him. Like, Lord, please, let this be in remission. The man's 81. He looks great. I was like, you know what? You can't take him away. I've had many fathers. My father's 93. My heavenly father's infinity. Um, my Baptist mentor is 81. I've had many, many... Well, God says, don't call anybody your father. But I've had many dads, many nice people who mentored me. I love it. I am blessed. Please pray for him. You don't know him? I say Mr. C. That's, that's his name starts with C. He's English. Very lovely man. There are very many people of all races, all Christians. And there are people in all races who are bad and prejudiced. It's not just the white man. It's always, always being uh, targeted by all these terrible things that people say about them. There are many good people. There are many lovely people in all races. And there are many lovely Christians in all races. And there are many people who are false in all races. Who use race and skin and financial and economic to divide people into caste systems and into hierarchies, into um, um, me and thee. We want to work together. That's what Paul says, together with you so you'll be full of joy. For it is by your own faith that you stand firm. Joy. Even Mr. Schwarzenegger, when asked, why do you do this? He said, for the great joy. That's what Arnold said, and he's not even a believer. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. God bless you all.